everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Mariana Carroll and I'm so glad that you can join us for this journeying together as we embark to transform not only our own well-being, but the well-being of our teams. During this series, we will touch on the topic of burnout and fatigue in a digital world. But before we go into our session, let's all just take a deep breath in and now out. Now let me hand you over to Nicole Ramji and Alison Hallett for our discussion today. Here is Nicole. Thank Nicole. you, Mariana. I'm Nicole Ramji, the founder of HR Synthesis. It's Alison Hallett here. I'm an occupational therapist from WorkMind Matters. Lovely to be here today. As a team, we have come together to co-create and collaborate on providing differentiated, innovative solutions and services that supports and addresses the strategic and business imperative of employee well-being. So why is this important? In today's talent-driven market, this focus on well-being is a must-have, not a nice-to-have. We want to offer organizations integrated, holistic and sustainable wellness solutions that support the whole person so that employees can bring their best self to work every day. Our vision is making a real difference by embedding humanity in the future of work to inspire a people-first culture. We enable this vision by offering customer-centric solutions and services for your organization and co-creating customized health journeys for employees, ranging from podcasts, leadership training and coaching, wellness events and webinars, consulting services, research and development, best practice, data analytics and toolkits, focusing on health-related content with practical tools and tips, mapping the connections across the seven dimensions of wellness, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, social, financial, and occupational. Now, coming back to our theme today around digital burnout and fatigue. In today's world, we are seeing people that are always switched on, always connected, and this lifestyle is fueling digital burnout and fatigue. Alison, help us understand what is digital burnout and fatigue and how do we identify it? And furthermore, what are the dangers of always being on in this current state of the modern workplace? Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, I just think this is such an important question um, to touch on and to think about because you know, in many ways, since the beginning of the pandemic, we've really hit an imbalance in the way that we work. Uh, we have, over the last 18 months, uh, we've created really bad habits. I think personally, as well as within our companies and, and within the corporate world. You know, we, we tend to forget when we're online all the time in this digital world that we have human limitations, that we have a physiological makeup. And when we're on this, you know, this on lifestyle all the time where we are in front of a screen, checking our phones, checking a computer screen, working back in back-to-back -back Zoom meetings, we almost go into an autopilot mode and we forget that our body has needs. And because of that, because of forgetting that, we tend to end up with, with issues that accumulate over time. Now we have energy levels um, that we, you know, it's energy cycles that we go through. And this is part of our, it's part of energy production and our energy output. 
they peaks and troughs. And the, the peaks that we reach in these cycles, they're called ultradian cycles, our energy cycles. They run through the entire day, uh, but they have peaks and troughs and the peaks are reached at about 90 minutes to about 120 minutes. So that's two hour period. And then we hit a bit of a trough. Now that's our physiological makeup. So naturally, when we have reached the peak, we start to wane a little bit. The energy starts to wane and we start to get a bit hangry. We get irritable, perhaps. We not feel like we need to start moving, potentially even nodding off if we haven't had a good night's sleep the night before. But the reality is we forget about this when we're in a heightened state of alert and we're, we're on all the time. So I think three areas where we really have, you know, been affected by this constant online digital world and digital lifestyle is first of all, physically and socially and emotionally. And then of course, cognitively, our, our mental fatigue. And this is where the digital fatigue comes in. But physically, you know, having this, especially with the pandemic and the imbalance that has come with it, as a result of the fact that we've all been thrown into an even more digital world, um, out of the workplace, working from home, online all the time, we've in many ways lost our natural breaks. And as a result of that, you know, there's no getting up, walking around, having a chat to somebody at the office, um, at a desk down the way from you, going to the coffee machine, you know, that interaction. And so we sit for extended periods of time. And when that happens, we start to get muscle pain. From the muscle pain and the tension in shoulders and neck, the neck, we then end up with headaches, often with migraines. Our eyes get tired. A lot of people are struggling with this constant online lifestyle with burning eyes, sensitive eyes, um, and watery eyes. And this, this then impacts, of course, on, on your headaches as well. People are battling with wrist pain from sitting with long periods of time in a, a bad position, back pain. And then, of course, you know, when that has been, when you've experienced these symptoms for an extended period of time, they're not having these natural breaks, short little breaks in the day, then we start to go down the road of more chronic problems, obesity, um, insomnia, diabetes, high blood pressure. These things then kick in because of this constant sedentary lifestyle with no natural breaks that our body needs in those 90 to two hour um, cycles. And then of course, let's bring in long COVID and, and those the things that come along with that as well have also had um, marked effects on people's ability to, to really cope in this digital world. Then of course, the second thing is socially and emotionally. You know, we sensory beings, we require input, physical touch, the, the seeing people's full faces, that interaction, face-to-face -face meetings, you know, that not having that touch and the physical touch and interaction with people has had a massive impact on our social, emotional well-being. And for people who've been isolated for long periods of time and, and very often single on their own in a, maybe a bachelor flat or something, it's been a long, hard haul and we're in this this world where we're sitting on a screen and we just see blank screens or names on a, on a, on a face where a face should be. Um, and these are just things that are just not natural. It's not what, our, our, what we're made up for with our social interaction and our emotional well-being. And that has an impact on our mood and our motivation. 
and our inspiration and even just having an opportunity to offload to people. And then finally, I think that one of the biggest areas is mental cognitive um, aspect where the, with the no natural breaks, the stress accumulates and there is no opportunity for our brains to download the information that we have accumulated over a period of time. So when you're going from one meeting to a next meeting with no break in between, there's no opportunity for the information from the previous meeting to be downloaded and for your brain to actually have time to recover and think about what you have processed. And so we wonder why we can't remember things, why we can't think out the box and have creative thought and be critical thinkers because the, the, one of the greatest impacts of this digital overload is on, on higher executive function. And so we become less productive. We're constantly multitasking and our attention is fragmented over time. So this has a massive impact on our performance, on our productivity, and on our ability to just um, focus on a task and, and complete tasks and have that sense of accomplishment at the end. And so this digital online lifestyle that, we have that we've had to face into has really been um, something that has exacerbated health issues, uh, physical health, as well as mental health. And it's really time that we take responsibility that we take a step back, that we reflect and we, we look at our online lifestyle and say, where do I need to change? Where can I put breaks in? Where do I need, need to put breathers in so that I'm able to actually cope and perform optimally in a high, highly pressurized situation? And so I think, um, Nicole, it's really such an important thing that we need to consider when we're under this constant pressure and how as we as individuals can really be self-aware, look at our own lifestyles, how can we change our, the, ways, the, the way that we do things, but also as corporates and as companies that we think, how can we as companies change the way we do things so that our employees can work optimally? Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for that, Ali. Um, um, there's just been some amazing inputs that you've, you've given us there. Um, I really like the bit about the Ultradian um, cycles and, you know, it makes so much sense now just sitting and listening to you and reflecting on this and, you know, and when you relate it back to the physiological um, experiences that we have and how we just ignore it and the ability for us to just ignore it and push through it. And we keep saying to ourselves mentally, you know, we've got this, we can do it. And we just keep pushing harder and harder and it's taking its toll, as you said, backache, headaches, uh, eye strain, um, you know, and the likes. And, and, you know, if it continues, it's going to lead to, to even bigger problems. Um, but also the other interesting point that, um, that you mentioned around, you know, the impact, uh, the stuck information overload and running from one online meeting to the next. And, you know, this is really what is happening out there every day. Um, not having the ability to download that information, not having the ability to even absorb it, to remember what to, to do next. If you, if you haven't taken down notes and if you haven't got a recording of that meeting, um, you're in a bit of a trouble because the ability to remember and recall that information gets impacted. And the bit about multitasking, I think, everybody thinks that that is, you know, the right 
capability to have, but I think we're not wired that way. Our brain is not wired to multitask. And so we're just pushing our bodies on so many levels to keep up. And this is, you know, why we're encountering digital burnout and fatigue the way we are. And, you know, I like the recommendations just really, you know, to our audience to sit back and take that opportunity to reflect and look at, is this sustainable? And, you know, what can I, what small changes I, can I make to, to uh, alleviate some of this pressure and, and this, this sense of feel, feeling overwhelmed um, and to cope better? And likewise, um, companies have a responsibility as well to look at how they, you know, their operations, how they structure work, how they support their employees and take all of those decisions with a, you know, from a people first approach. Um, to better support their employees, um, you know, going forward. Absolutely. I mean, it ultimately makes business sense, doesn't it? Because if, you, if your people are functioning optimally, um, it means that when those high performance periods come, they're going to have the energy to do it. But if they're constantly in a state of high performance where there's this ongoing back-to-back -back expectation it's the, the energy levels are sapped. And so when the high performance comes, there's often that's when people burn out because they just have nothing left in the tank to give. And it is so prevalent at this point in the year, uh, being almost midway October, and it's the last stretch and people are, are really at a low point on, on all these levels. Yes, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a time of year we, we have to be more intentional about putting measures in place to ensure that we, we do have that energy to keep going. And, you know, being intentional is not always easy because when you're tired, it's the last thing you feel like doing is actually being intentional about your, your self-care and your self-awareness. But it really is the key to ensuring that you, you can face it, face into it until the end. Thanks, Ali. In terms of um, employers and what they can do, um, and I mean, okay, just a personal perspective, do you think employers are, are doing enough? Are they embracing employee well-being? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to the, the digital online lifestyle or, or work style that we've had to face into the pandemic, I think we were thrown into it. Um, so suddenly, you know, we had to adapt so quickly that people didn't really have an opportunity to, to think it through properly. But I think now that, that um, we are seeing now the, the result of this constant online way of working and seeing that it's not actually sustainable, employers um, really do need to look and say, how, how do we structure meetings I think if that's one of the small changes that could be made, it's just structuring a meeting and saying, you know what, let's just make sure that they're five minutes between one, the start end of one meeting and the start of the next one. Because even just that five minute micro break, the accumulation of those small breaks can have a massive impact on a person's ability to perform over a longer period of time. The ultradian cycle will then remain at a, the peak of it will remain at a 90 minute to two hour capacity over the entire day if there are regular breaks in between. But if there are no regular breaks in between, the ultradian, the peak of the ultradian cycle is going to um, reduce over the day. It's going to be, get lower and lower. 
so you're not getting the best. So that small little break, if they implemented that, would make a huge impact on people's ability to even function better over a period of a day. And I mean, it should be a given, right, to to be able to take those breaks. I mean, your body physically needs a break. You need to, you know, have bathroom breaks. You need to get up and stretch. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of companies that are looking at this closely are, you know, in the one hour meeting that they book, they aim to finish those meetings within 45 minutes. So it allows somebody to have that comfort break. You know, it's, it's funny that we encourage people through well, wellness, you know, coaching and training, we encourage people to maintain an active lifestyle, you know, could keep up with some level of activity and exercise, you know, drink lots of water, um, you know, eat healthy. That's all part of, you know, the, the physical well-being and looking after your body, preventing illness. Um, and yet, if you don't have with all that water that you're drinking and you have no body breaks, uh, it's going to be a bit of a problem. Absolutely. Jan, I think um, it's, it, there is, you know, there, while, whilst the employer has to take that responsibility and look at those, the ways in which they can change, I think we can also take responsibility to, to do the small things that can make a big difference. And um, I think this is where we have to, you know, really be self-aware and, and say, where is it that, um, that I can just do these micro steps, these small things that can, that can have a huge impact over time. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, it does come down to at the, end of a, at the end of a really difficult time where we've had to adjust so much is to say, how do I regain balance uh, in, in this, the imbalance that we are now in at the moment? and um, so that I know that I can perform at my best. Absolutely, absolutely. Mariana, over to you. Wow, Nicole and Alison, what a profound and thought-provoking conversation. Let's all be together on this wellness transformation journey. And I'm excited and expectantly looking forward to see each of our listeners and their organizations take a stance against burnout and fatigue introducing the right tips and tools to manage a balanced lifestyle. Together we grow and in partnership we can reinforce integrated and sustainable solutions to ensure a positive self and employee experience that enhances long-term performance, productivity and optimal engagement whilst maintaining balanced lifestyles, embedding well-being in the future of work to inspire a people-first culture and a future-fit organization. To our podcast listeners, thank you for being part of our wellness transformation journey. Reach out and connect with us and join us for our next conversation on well-being next month. Let's make well-being real in our own lives and then let us go out and be the change in the lives of others.